Yes, it's the start of spring ball, and yes, only so many freshmen can contribute, but I have three that I think are going to contribute, and we're going to talk about them here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Friday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Written work with whole nine sports, Giants country, and NFL 33. And I have three true freshmen that I want to talk about as contributors. I want to make that distinction very clear because I feel like last year I did this and I didn't say true freshman and people were like, what about this guy? Um, and he was a redshirt freshman. And again, this is true freshman. So people who are just getting to college this year. Okay. First got to talk about it. That I think is going to be a legitimate contributor. And I think a lot of people agree with me actually on this one is Kelby Collins. And he's the easiest and most obvious one to talk about when you say who can be an immediate contributor and one of the reasons that he is the, I guess I guess we'll say the go-to guy when you talk about being a contributor as a freshman is that Kelby Collins was the highest rated recruit from the Florida Gators 2023 class. And that obviously goes quite a long way with it. Kelby Collins was the 42nd player nationally, the fifth player on the defensive line, and the sixth player from the state of Alabama, listed at six foot four, two hundred sixty-five pounds while recruiting. He is listed at six foot four, two hundred seventy-seven pounds now. And I think an even more important distinction is that Florida lists players as defensive line. That is different than how twenty-four-seven or on three or rivals or ESPN lists someone as a defensive lineman, because Florida lists when they say when Florida says defensive line. They're usually talking about interior defensive linemen, Desmond Watson, Cameron Jackson, guys like that. With Kelby Collins, he's listed as an edge, which is new for Florida, but that's also a little bit promising because in 2022, players were listed as D-line, outside linebacker, line, and inside linebacker. If you're an inside linebacker, that's your Ventrell Miller, you're Amari Bernie. If you're outside linebacker, that's your Brenton Cox, your Antoine Power Island. If you're defensive line, that leaves a lot because last year, Jervon Dexter, Desmond Watson, Prince Leomon Mielin were all listed as defensive line, even though from the lightest to the heaviest, there was about 200 pound difference there. But with Kelby Collins, he's listed at six foot four, 277 pounds. He's also listed as an edge, which we kind of heard whispers, we'll say, since he arrived on campus until pretty much the start of spring ball, where they were saying, oh, he's going to play edge, and people just meant, so he's going to play Jack. He might play Jack, but him being listed as edge, to me, indicates that you'll see Kelby Collins play a stand-up Jack role, but you'll also see him play that hand-in-the-dirt Prince Leon Mielin defensive end role, which is a five tech type lining up on the tackle and you'll see that 
out of Kelby Collins. He's got that positional versatility, which was a huge selling point for him as a recruit. That's something that John Garcia, Locked On's Recruiting Insider, who was on yesterday's show talking about 2024 guys, during Kelby Collins' recruitment, after his commitment, and pretty much up until we switched to the 2024 class, John Garcia was saying, hey, Kelby Collins is an inside-out defensive lineman. You can play him all over. So him being listed as an edge is not surprising. I think it's also an important distinction here because, yes, he's listed as edge, and some people are going to say, okay, so he's going to be playing Jack. Some people are going to say, no, he's going to be doing the Prince Liam on Mielin defensive end spot. Some people are going to say he's going to be doing both. I think those people are right because they have someone listed as a defensive end and not edge. One person listed as defensive end, not defensive line, not edge, defensive end. That's Justice Boone, who size-wise you can say is pretty similar to that tall, big-bodied defensive end, but Kelby Collins is listed as edge, not defensive end. I also think that Kelby Collins maybe presents a bit more positional versatility in terms of we talk about inside out with him. That's been a big thing. That's been, again, the biggest selling point for him is that he is inside out, meaning he could play on the interior of the defensive line. He could play on the exterior of the defensive line as an edge rusher, edge rusher, which again is what he's listed as. But you can line Kelby Collins up at, the three tech if you want he's going to be light for a three tech but guess what that's not super important he's going to be light as a three tech but that doesn't mean that he's going to be a liability or anything like that don't so let's throw that one right out the window immediately where and you can play in there for multiple reasons by the way it could be injuries pile up on the interior of the defensive line so you say hey who's a heavy guy that plays on the edge that we can move in kelby collins could be injuries, could be underperforming three techs. Cameron Jackson's just getting here. Caleb Banks is just getting here. There's not really a three tech outside of Chris McLellan that was interesting. By the way, three tech, when I say that, sorry, I realize I've been saying this. Um, if you don't know what a three tech is, it's probably easiest to describe as, you know how there's the nose tackle in a defense that has two defensive tackles, how there's the nose tackle, and that's your your big, fat, heavy guy who uh, Snack Harrison, Damon Snacks Harrison in the NFL is probably a much more notable name there. Uh, Casey Hampton with the Pittsburgh Steelers from the late 2000s. Uh, that, no, that's a zero or a one tech. We're talking about a three tech, which is kind of thought of as your pass rushing defensive tech. Your Chris, Can- your Chris Canty types is what we'll go with. Um, so that type of pass rushing interior defensive tackle, Fletcher Cox is another good one. So maybe you want to do that. And and those guys are underperforming. So you want to put him in there and say, Hey, maybe you'll figure it out. Or you just want to inside play an inside out player to play inside out. That's probably the best reasoning that you can think of. Right? So Kelby Collins is in my opinion, the most likely freshman to contribute from day one. That that's him. It's Kelby Collins to me. And I know he's uh, the headliner, so it's the layup here. But I suck at layups too, so who knows? Maybe that won't even happen just because I said it will. But there's another guy now on the offensive side of the ball that I think is going to be a potential massive contributor for this Florida Gators team in 2023. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season has come and gone, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, which is America's number one sportsbook. And I've been saying this 
for a couple days now, and I want to continue saying this, that pretty much since conference tournament play opened, FanDuel's been offering like daily 25% boost for college basketball, or 25% profit boost for college basketball, and I've been absolutely killing it with it. I want to make that one very clear, that that's been just free money rolling over Toledo over yesterday, which yeah, I know Toledo obvious for me, but Toledo over there's been just, just day after day. It's been fantastic. I love you, FanDuel. I appreciate you. Don't miss out on your chance, by the way, to get no sweat first bet because your first bet, if you're a new customer up to $1,000 back in bonus bets, if you miss go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Thanks again for making lockdown gators. Your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts and the next player that we're talking about, like I told you, we're flipping to the offensive side of the ball for this. And I don't think it's going to be surprising. Andy Jean, which is a little funny because he is, if I'm not mistaken, the lowest ranked Florida Gators receiver from this 2023 class. But he's kind of answered questions early. You know, going, let's go back to the summer of 2022 when we were talking about Andy Jean. We were talking about Andy Jean as someone who, you know, he's not super fast. He's not a He's not an elite route runner. He's not an elite contested catch guy. He's not really big. He's not great at anything, but he just seems to find success. That's what we were talking about in the summer. And then we got to his senior year, and he was suddenly faster he was a better route runner. He was getting open more. He was a better just wide receiver as far as actually catching the ball and making contested catches. And he had just taken strides. And then playoffs came. And he got better. And so Andy Jean continued to progress. And he continued to answer questions about his game, which I feel like you don't see a ton of. I feel like you see these guys as sophomores and juniors. And then their senior year is about, all right, I'm just going to go out, do me, and I'm going to enjoy recruitment, and I'm going to do all that. And Andy Gene did that, but he also got way better. And we don't really see that, I feel like, until they get to college. Andy Gene also, one of the things was he's light. Came in, he's listed at 195 pounds. We know that at some point uh, prior to spring ball opening, Andy Gene was weighing 200 pounds because he posted that on Twitter. And now he's down to 195, which isn't surprising. They were doing conditioning before that. So I'd imagine most people probably lost a little bit of weight. But Andy Jean, he's also lit up spring ball early on, which is not something that a ton of us expected. Like, I think a lot of people were looking at Andy Jean going, he's got the potential to be the best receiver from this 2023 Gators class. But I don't think really most of us expected it to be. He's immediately the most eye-popping of the 2023 class early on. It's also important to acknowledge that wide receiver for the Florida Gators in 2023, not really um, a talent-filled position. That's not that's not really a strength of theirs going into this year. They lost a, they lost quite a few guys in the portal. They've lost Justin Shorter to the NFL draft. They've got Ricky Pearsall back, who's awesome. They've got Xavier Henderson back, who... It's weird. I think it was like 60% of his catches came behind the line of scrimmage last year. He wasn't really used as a wide receiver. He was used as a gadgety type, and he's not a gadgety type of player. So it, it was interesting there.
but Andy Jean has the actual potential to step in right away and become a legitimate contributor for this offense. And I think maybe the biggest selling point for him is, yeah, he's not the tallest and he's probably not going to be playing X receiver much, but he could play multiple receiver spots. If you're going with a smaller lineup, which Florida did at times last year, you could put him at the X. You shouldn't, but you could. You could put him at the other wide receiver spot. You could put him in the slot. You can make him be the gadgety guy if you feel like using a non-gadget player in that gadget-type role. So Andy Jean, actually similar to Kelby Collins, I think one of the biggest selling points is his positional versatility that he presents and that he gives to this team and to this wide receiver room in general because he can bring that where many people really can't. So I think Andy Jean, especially now where this isn't like last season, we'll say. Last season, Anthony Richardson was kind of penciled in as the starter before spring ball started, even though, yes, it was an open battle. Anthony Richardson ran away with it quickly. Part of that, I believe, is that he had previously worked with Xavier Henderson, Keon Zipperer. He had previously worked with Justin Shorter. He'd previously worked with Marcus Burke. Actually, he worked with Marcus Burke a lot. He worked with Khalil Jackson. He worked with a lot of these depth guys and starter guys because in 2021, he was a backup that rotated in occasionally, so he had chemistry with them. Here, Andy Jean doesn't have that chemistry, so he's going to get better with these guys. He's going to learn how to get along and how these pass- how these quarterbacks like using him because there is no chemistry here. So he's got to develop that chemistry, but the fact that he's kind of lighting it up early on without developing that chemistry is actually going to be probably pretty big for him. And if he's not a starter and he's a rotational player, or even if he's not a rotational player, it bodes well for him in the future that he's going to still get snaps with these guys in practice and will eventually become a contributor. So him kind of stepping in right away is something that you could expect because he's already lighting it up without chemistry with any of these guys. And we're flipping back to the defensive side of the ball for the last guy. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Built Bar. It's way past the new year now. If you're still sticking with your news, with your New Year's resolution, cool beans. If you're not, cool beans. No skin off my back. No sweat off my back. Sorry. I don't know where I got skin off my back from. But um, I, I am very open with I prefer to get in better shape for the summer, which I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm stunned. I weighed myself today and I was like, damn, I thought it'd be heavier. Um, but hey, perhaps part of that is because of Built Bar coated in 100% chocolate and I have a sweet tooth. So that's great for me. Most bars have 130 calories, just four net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein. Also, they're finally in stores, so go to Built or BuiltBar.com or go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get yourself a Built Bar. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about the last guy that I think could be a legitimate contributor for the Florida Gators defense in 2023, and or the last true freshman that could be, and it's not Sharif Denson. He could be. But And this one is admittedly a bit of a stretch. I have no problem saying that. It's a bit of a stretch, but I feel like he deserves to be talked about. And the more I think about it, the more I think and the more I can talk myself into Jaden Robinson could be a legitimate contributor, or he could at least have a legitimate opportunity to contribute to this defense. And, and this is another one of those times where I'm saying the versatility is huge here. 
And like I, like I said, yes, admittedly, this is a little bit of a stretch, but the more I think about it, the more I talk about it to myself, because I do that, the more I talk myself into this being a legitimate possibility where I've said this before, I think it's hard to contribute and play well at linebacker in the SEC early on in your career. I think it's hard to do it late in your career. SEC for a linebacker is incredibly difficult because not only are you worried about guarding you know, some of the best receivers in the country, some of the best tight ends in the country, but you have to be able to hang and bang with offensive linemen in run defense, tackle these freaky running backs that just come in and out of the SEC. And also, yes, you are going to be asked to cover tight ends and wide receivers because they're going to come over the middle of the field and you're going to play zone defense at some point. So it's incredibly difficult to step in and play early on. Jaden Robinson has a pretty unique skill set where he played a safety linebacker hybrid type of role in high school. And Billy Napier has even spoke about Jaden Robinson specifically where he was like, yeah, like, you know, Jaden Robinson scored like seven touchdowns defensively, or he scored a defensive touchdown in seven straight games. He's, he's a ball hawking kind of guy. He played a lot of safety linebacker hybrid in high school. Now he's going to be moving pretty much exclusively to linebacker, but with his safety background, that should help him in coverage. That should help him as far as identifying route patterns and addressing that, which is huge in this defense. It was big in Patrick Tony's defense as well, which is why you saw guys like Amari Bernie and Ventrell Miller, who were typically thought of as, you know, we either love them or we hate them because Ventrell, everybody loved. Amari Bernie was kind of widely disliked by Gators fans for whatever reason you want to talk about. Um, but they both had the best years of their career, partially because their IQ, their football IQ, they can identify plays and identify route patterns and make plays on that. So that was a big thing for them. Jaden Robinson, safety experience, that might help him identify route patterns as well. So that should help him in coverage. And we've spoken, you know, I want to say excessively at this point, at least on this show, we've spoken excessively about how often Austin Armstrong likes to blitz and how often he likes to blitz his inside linebackers specifically. So Jaden Robinson with a safety background could contribute in coverage. Jaden Robinson with a blitzing defense, he won't need to worry too much about being able to identify route patterns if that's something he struggles with. And you will allow him to just fly downfield. That's a big thing where I feel like people kind of disregard a little bit when you're talking about linebackers is when you're playing linebacker in an aggressive defense that allows you to trigger downfield really quickly, that kind of helps you because that's something Austin Armstrong did. And again, part of it, part of the reason he did that might be because he wanted to mask some deficiencies that he had in his just defense in general. But as a linebacker, when you're told, Hey, you can kind of just come fly down and try to make a play like you're blitzing. So whether it's run or pass run in there and make your play. I think that gives you kind of a big benefit as a true freshman that kind of boosts your possibility of contributing because you've got that athleticism already for Jaden Robinson. You're athletic. You've got safety experience. You can come fly down and trigger down into the box and you can have a higher chance of making a play in the backfield, whether it's a run or a pass you can kind of fly down and it's not as important as being able to identify those route patterns. Although again, that's something he probably should be able to do by this point. So you kind of open up that possibility of being 
more involved as a defensive weapon and defense Swiss Army knife, and you can maybe cover some deficiencies that you might have. So Jaden Robinson, you might get some playing time this year. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back Monday to talk more about the Florida Gators. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, and NFL 33, and I will see you all Monday.